Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. WWE's huge plans for an Impact Wrestling star. We'll talk about those in a moment. Plus, a popular AEW star undergoes surgery and a top Raw guy wants his old theme back. It's not who you think. For Monday, July the 5th, 2021, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. Battle Cry from Impact Wrestling. Now, quite often when we talk about WWE and Impact Wrestling, normally the song goes, Impact Wrestling picks up an old WWE guy, a released WWE guy, and taps into some major potential for them. And we see some really great work from them from Impact Wrestling. Very rare does it go the other way, and this is an occasion where it is. Well, it nearly did. I'll, I'll explain. So, five will select have reported over the weekend that WWE had shown a lot of interest in signing Moose, the former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, very much a centerpiece in Impact Wrestling's uh, heavyweight scene at the moment. He headlined their last Impact special event, facing Kenny Omega for the Impact World title at Daly's Place. So there are big plans afoot for Moose going forward in Impact Wrestling. He's clearly a big part of the company. And there was a period where it looked like he might not stick around there. His contract was up and he was in negotiations with not just Impact, but with a few other people. And Fightful Selective reported that WWE wanted to sign Moose up. This isn't any normal story of a guy being offered a WWE deal. There was some big money involved between Moose and WWE. And not only was there big money, but big opportunity. As it was revealed by Fightful that WWE wanted Moose to be fast-tracked to the main roster, either Raw or SmackDown, and completely avoid NXT. Like Moose has got all the trappings of what makes... Uh, a WWE star, a WWE star in the eyes of at least Vince McMahon, like big set guys, a strong power move set, a lot of charisma. So you could see why they would be interested in moving this guy to the main roster very, very quickly. Now, despite a big money offer and despite prospects of being moved to Raw or SmackDown straight away, Moose 
opted to re-sign with Impact Wrestling anyway. The company making him a decent enough deal for him to want to stay and continue to build that brand. And fair play to Moose. I think that he he is very much onto good things within Impact Wrestling. But don't think for a second that just because he's turned down WWE at this point, that it's the end of WWE approaching Moose to come and be a part of their company. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. You're so lucky. There's a lot in America right now. So I'll rip you limb from limb. I'd break every bone in your face and make your life not worth living. This is the 10th eye surgery. And because I've got so much scar tissue around my eye socket, they had to go up through my nasal cavity. Correct the septum that was deviated when you smashed my face off the steel barricade. And fix the orbit in the medial section and the orbital floor through my nose. You have no idea the pain I'm in right now. But you will do. I promise you, Billy Gunn, you will do. I'm going to make your life a living misery. I'm going to hurt you. Billy, I'm going to hurt you. But there is no pain like watching your children get punished and pulverized in front of your face and you can do nothing about it. So, Billy Gunn, be lucky that I'm not there right now. Enjoy what time you have left with your boys. Because when I'm back, son, that time is numbered. I am Anthony Ogogo, the governor of AEW. And I am the hardest bastard you'll ever set eyes on. Anthony Agogo cutting a heck of a promo on Billy Gunn and doing so whilst on the operating table in hospital. So Anthony Agogo is back on the injured list. He's been undergoing uh, quite a lot of eye surgery uh, throughout the last several years. Uh, this is, in fact, his 10th eye surgery. Uh, it's come about due to the sheer amount of scar tissue around his eye socket. Surgery he's had to have as a result of all of this, has to take place through his nasal passage. So it's done a lot of damage. So this all comes from uh, all sorts of wear and tear over his years in the boxing ring. His career ends up being cut short uh, as a result of this eye injury, uh, which is a shame because you believe that Anthony Agogo could have taken on the boxing world, but that never was to be. It did mean that we got Anthony Agogo in the wrestling ring, and as great as he has been in his uh, short bursts within AEW, uh, we don't know how long this is going to go for because there's no confirmed return date for Anthony Agogo at this point. And a few outlets have suggested that he may not even get back into wrestling again because his issues with his eye are that prominent but I, I kind of can't help feel that that's bluster like a go-go I think still has plenty to offer uh, in AEW and once he heals up I think we'll see him getting back in the mix again and and just stealing the show and our hearts with his charisma and that knockout punch that seems far too effective for wrestling 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. John Moxley's gone bald. He was a signing in Vegas and he revealed that he'd shaved his head completely bald. Uh, it's a good look for him, actually. He's currently taking some time away from the ring and there's conversations about a match between him and Onita in FMWE. Onita's restart of Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling uh, from, uh, from from just the other weekend. There's conversations of Onita and, and Moxley having a fight there. Uh, also, lots of builds towards Moxley versus Nick Gage in GCW. He's got a lot on his plate at the moment. Maybe shaving his head is going to make him more aerodynamic for it. Just the other week, we reported how Andrade, among many other stars, pulled out of a Federacion wrestling show that was set to take place just the other day. And we got some details now as to what happened there. He was speaking, it was Andrade, to Lucha Libre Online. And he says, I don't want to talk badly about the company because they did not treat me poorly or anything like that. We reached an agreement on how the payments were going to be made, how I was going to manage myself and how flights were going to be booked because we did not want to deal with any issues. They were late in several payments and I simply told them I wasn't going to go if the payments were not made. I did not want to have any trouble. He also spoke to Roosh, who was part of the show as well, and aired his concerns to Roosh, and he had similar delays as well. He said there were five days before the show, and nobody had received any money at all. And they said, look, we're not going to... We're not going to stress on this if they're not going to pay us. And if they're not in a position to pay us, we simply won't do the show. And that's pretty much how it went down. Promises were made on payments, simply weren't met. And a WWE Raw star wants their old theme music back. Nope, not that one. The one. So Drew McIntyre made an appearance on the Battleground podcast and he was poking fun at Seamus. Seamus is saying that people want his previous theme song back, written in my face, or too many lies, I think we call it. Uh, Drew McIntyre referred to it as Lobster Head. 
It's a shameful thing. Lobster head. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Drew says, I don't see anyone asking for lobster head. Everyone is asking about broken freaking dreams. One of these days, that music is going to come back. I hear this question all the time. I see it every day on social media. One of these days, I'm going to get it approved. I'm positive we still have the rights to it. Everybody in the crowd better know the words to that song because I go out there and people are like, what's that? I'm going to be very, very let down. Everyone start learning the lyrics because eventually I will get that song and I will ensure that Seamus will never have Lobster Head as his theme song again. A brand new podcast debuts today on the Cultaholic podcast feed. Mitch Wadden, the Cultaholic.com editor-in-chief, is chairing lively discussions every month on a range of wrestling topics, asking the Cultaholic lads for their for and against on certain matters. In the first ever episode of The Motion, Mitch Wadden chairs a debate between Andrew Hodkinson and Jack the Jobber on whether or not John Cena should have turned heel. Here's a cheeky preview of what's to come later on. I think there are three strands to the John Cena face heel turn aspect and I think we've we've kicked off brilliantly here with the creative side of things. Uh, For the benefit of our listeners, we'll also have a look at the business side and also maybe the uh, PR and image of the company as well during this time. But Andrew and Jack have kicked us off brilliantly with creative. And I want to uh, throw to a quote from Jim Cornette speaking on his podcast in February of this year. Jim said, when I first saw John, I thought he was going to be the Ric Flair level of heel for the next 10 years. He had the physique, the athletic ability, he had the promo. He was incredible even then. And he was working as a heel and he got the idea of how to heal and he was a very good one. He was just green and I thought in a few years, if his work kept progressing, you knew he would be determined he was gonna make it, but I didn't know he was going to be as a thugonomics guy. That's how he got shortchanged as a wrestler. First of all, he had to basically work the milk toast babyface gimmick for so long. And secondly, as he got over and got to be the guy, they never let him take any chances. Mm-hmm. Andrew, it appears that Jim Cornette, who we know used to uh, run OVW back when John Cena was coming through, seemed to have a, a real picture in his mind that John was going to be WWE's Ric Flair. What are your thoughts on um, that? I mean, obviously we've seen John Cena have multiple title reigns as well. I can see sort of similarities in that. Um, however, I, I think... I'd, I mean, obviously, when Cena was a heel as well, he 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 was very good, like like Cornette says in the promos and stuff. But I just can't because we've seen Cena in sort of just like this this face role for so long. I can't see him pulling off. I, this is difficult. I can't see him pulling off the sort of just the the um, arrogance, the pomp, the same sort of aura that Ric Flair carries with him in that sense. Um, Although we again we do see stuff like that with the thugonomic stuff where he's using his uh, his like his knuckle dusters to like knock opponents out and stuff and things like that and and like I don't I I'm not that's that's really really that's a really good question um, yeah I've never really uh, well this well this this oh sure sorry um, I, I've never really Go on, I've never really thought of that either like the Ric Flair thing mm. I, I feel like nowadays the only heel that Cena could possibly be would be you know the kind of heel sometimes who 
Johnny Gargano's doing it a little bit on NXT. Mm. The the heel who thinks they're a good guy and yeah. they're very deluded. I feel like Cena doing that would be he'd be the best of that ever. But that's mm. only because of the that's only because we've had twenty years of him, you know, as as the ultimate good guy. So yeah, it's a it's a it's an odd one. I've never heard that Cornette quote before. It is very strange. I, I only cite it to start this this element this this side of the discussion off because it appears the uh, from the very outset of John Cena's WWE career, people in higher positions had him pinpointed as that. On the on the heel side of the mm. roster, rather than as the the big baby face, the big company man that we know he would become, Cena's spoken a bit about potential, you know, about why he didn't turn heel and, and the potential of turning heel. This is from an interview with Chris Van Vliet uh, a little bit earlier this year, talking about Fast and he was doing the promo rounds for Fast and Furious Nine. He was asked if Fast and Furious Nine is the closest fans are ever going to see to a heel turn. He said, "I think this is the beginning to showcase the fact that it's possible." As WWE invests and builds its roster, it has a wealth of talent and truly has many anchors to the ship now, certainly Roman Reigns being a very, very marketable and definitive star. I think the reason for me to not explore that side is because WWE didn't feel confident they had any alternative, and I respect that business choice, I really do. But now with them really laying the foundation for the future, setting up life for the next decade or so, maybe, maybe, I don't know. So... Two elements to that quote there. It appears to me that Cena is one saying WWE wouldn't let him turn heel because of how important he was to the company. And the second being, it's not necessarily completely out of the realms of possibility going forward. Let's start with the the first one. Andrew, given that you are arguing today that WWE missed Mm -hmm. a trick not turning John Cena heel, and we should have seen it at some point, over the course of the last, say, 15 to 20 years, who do you think could have stepped up on the face side and been that that face of the company? I think, looking back over the roster and stuff, I think it was a shame that we never got a Kofi Kingston push as... uh, like as 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 earlier because we got it so much later and I feel like that was such a missed opportunity. Obviously, with the new day, everything elevated that and elevated elevated those three stars into into what they are today. Um, but Kofi Kingston back then was he was so good. He was IC champion. He was really proving himself on the roster. And I think just just a little a little bit more of a push could have could have just got in there. And the crowd was always so much behind him. And imagine, say, ooh, Money in the Bank 2012. Cena's not a part of the of, of the match. Say we get Kofi Kingston in there instead, and finally people are starting to really get behind Kofi and believe that he can that he can do this. And imagine just Cena coming in and absolutely chucking him off the ladder, getting the getting the briefcase, and then them two perhaps feuding. Um, yeah, honestly, I think Kofi. The, I think WWE missed a trick with Kofi back then. Jack, I know you're arguing the other way, but is there anyone for you that stands out? Well, that's that's sort of my argument. I, I, I would say that um, it's interesting that Cena mentioned uh, anchors that they've got anchors now in his quote because I think at the time when Cena was first ter- first turned face, it was a very uncertain time for WWE. You know, the attitude era was fading away or had faded away. Um, and they needed a star to carry them through. And I think that the fact that they just ha- chanced upon this guy who was incredible on the mic and had an incredible connection with the fans, primarily with young fans as well, which is so crucial. I think that they would they would have really put themselves in trouble if they'd turned him heel again. I think that once they had that, they were scared to let it go because if, if they didn't have a star to represent that era, 
I feel like WWE, I'm not saying it would have gone out of business or anything, but I feel like Cena really kept them relevant during a very uncertain period. And and again, it was perfect timing for them because there's no question, Cena's one of the most famous, he's one of the biggest wrestling stars ever in history. He's up there with the likes of Hogan and The Rock. He's like that, he's one of very few wrestlers to really break through on a mainstream level. Um, and I think that, I don't, I, I don't, it's, it's not so much my argument that they were right in keeping him face all the time, but more that, in this in this specific instance they kind of had no choice I feel like they had to keep him face all the time and to do anything else than that might have been might have been a bit of a crazy move at the time because I don't know if there was anybody who could really have stepped up and been that role it's a brand new podcast it's called The Motion and it'll be on this podcast feed later on today if you haven't already joined the original wrestling subscription box service, you can sign up to wrestlecrate.co.uk right now. And as a thank you for supporting Cultaholic with your first crate, you get yourself a signed photo of our very own Ross Tweddle. That's right, Gary. Adding a photo of Ross Alicious to your home Alicious may increase the resale value of your property by up to 0.6% Alicious. Use the code word Cultaholic when you sign up at wrestlecrate.co.uk more details on moose almost signing with wwe and a quiz on lobsterhead's finest pay-per-view opponents at cultaholic.com right now on the youtube channel check out andrew and ross ranking tier list style wwe's console video games if no mercy isn't in the god tier then Andrew and I are going to have some serious, serious conversations. Plus, check out 10 wrestlers that you didn't know were in ECW in a brand new list. And Ross sits down in conversation with the Dark Order's very own Evil Uno and asks what items from the wrestling world he would send straight to hell. I wish there was an alternative. I can't think of one. And maybe that's why the What Chant is still here, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not there as much to boove on your on your on the person that you're watching as much as is there to annoy them and so i guess it's doing its job what's the alternative i don't know kazoos maybe get kazoos (laughs) that's really annoying let's get kazoos going that's at youtube.com forward slash cultaholic right now i will speak to you tomorrow don't forget to join us love you bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.